What if I told you paying attention is an art form? This is the Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. Some of you will remember a time in the not-so-distant past when television stations used to sign off for the night. By that, I mean they used to sign off for the night, as in no more television until morning. There were no late-night marathons, no syndicated police dramas, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Hospital, Chicago Pizza Parlor, none of that. Even the local news crew got a good night's sleep. Just around midnight, the stations would broadcast a canned video or song, usually the star-spangled banner, and then they would cut to a test pattern. So for the sake of the uninitiated, what is a test pattern exactly? Well, to simplify, a test pattern is an image used in order for TV cameras and receivers to display a picture properly. They were used for adjustment, for maintenance, and for calibration. And my guess is even if you've never seen one of these in use, you've seen the patterns online. Picture a screen of vertical color bars and blocks, or maybe more famously than that, a black and white screen with circles, and then an image of a Native American man in a headdress. You get the picture? But the times have changed. Most of us don't even watch traditional television anymore. We stream content now to wireless devices that we can hang on the wall or we can carry around in our pockets. Broadcast television as we know it is a dinosaur. And truth be told, the meteor isn't far away. And as a result of change, we've done away with these nightly test patterns because they no longer serve our needs. But I think their purpose, the reason they were initially created, is every bit as relevant to humanity as it ever was for TV technology. It seems we humans would do well to make time for our own maintenance, for alignment and for calibration, to routinely cut the feed of distraction in our lives so that we can make space for rest and wellness. There are two main reasons we've virtually done away with the TV test patterns that we once used. Number one, as we upgraded from analog to digital, the need to adjust and recalibrate has been essentially eliminated. We have other ways to do that now. But as it relates to us, the trouble is, while our technology is being upgraded seemingly every moment of every day, we are still analog beings. We can't keep up with technology. We literally aren't wired for it. Indeed, that's why we rely so heavily upon technology in the first place. And I'm sure we'll reach the day where we can outsource our consciousness, but fortunately, we aren't quite there yet. And the second major reason why we've done away with test patterns is because downtime doesn't make money. No broadcast means no commercial breaks. 
which means there's no chance to sell you something. And this just won't do, my friends. So enter the world of infomercials, which are, by the way, still a thing. If you stay up till 2 a.m. tonight to watch television, you will be hit with like an Ab Blaster 3000 or some Swiss Army knife that also cooks your meals and combs your hair. Because at any time, day or night, if eyes are pointed at a screen, we need to be selling someone something. But now you don't have to just watch infomercials because there's no longer really such a thing as the morning, afternoon, and evening news. There's just the news, and it's streaming at all times. If you want it, there is someone there to scare you, to warn you, or to let you know how bad the weather might be three weeks from now because there is no such thing as going off the air anymore. Whenever we engage media of any kind, we are being sold something. This is true of social media, and it's also true of television, the news, streaming platforms, and podcasts. Yes, even this one. We don't have paid sponsors or formal advertisers on this podcast, but I am admittedly trying to sell you something. Namely, that your attention is incredibly valuable. But this isn't a secret. Every corporation, politician, YouTuber, and social media influencer knows that all too well. And here's something that's equally true. We're all encouraged to sell ourselves as well. To sell an idea of who we are, or at least who we like other people to think we are. And not just on social, in every interaction. How many articles, blogs, books, or videos have you encountered with titles like How to Command a Room, or Land the Sale, or Get Them to Call You Back? In other words, sell, sell, sell. Hustle. No Sleep Club. Do more, be more. Or this refrain, No Days Off. No wonder. So many of us fear the idea of creating margin in our lives. We're always thinking to ourselves, I don't have enough time to get all of this done as it is. Well, Martin Luther, the German theologian and leading voice of the Protestant Reformation, has a counterintuitive approach to busyness, to the hustle of life. He once said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. In other words, I have so much on my plate, I'm going to carve out the first three hours of my day to pray. Now let's set theology aside for a moment. The man has a point. If what you are doing is valuable, and I tend to believe it is, it is not only helpful, it's essential that you do it from a place of clarity and wholeness. What if we didn't view it as taking time from, but creating space for? If I'm going to be my most thoughtful, creative, patient, open, productive, clear, loving, or fulfilled self, I don't have time not to create space for alignment and calibration. 
We need test patterns in our lives to remind us that we aren't commodities for sale. Our value is inherent and completely detached from consumption or output. So let's say you agree with me that you would like to create more margin in your life, space to breathe, to rethink, to reapproach and reevaluate things so that you can live from a place of health. What do these test patterns look like? How do we enjoy the benefits of entertainment and connection, because that's not going anywhere, nor should it, without disconnecting from the things that matter most in our lives, like relationships, internal peace, our creativity, and times of reflection? The answer, I think, is it probably looks different for each one of us. Perhaps for you, like Luther, it's prayer or spiritual practice. Maybe it's meditation or mindfulness. Perhaps, and I think this applies to all of us, every now and again it's about putting your phone on silent, turning it off, or putting it in another room. I heard somebody, in order to get in the habit of recalibration and unplugging, actually took their phone outside and locked it in their car at a certain point each night. Maybe it's a walk. Maybe it's getting out in nature or walking through the city and taking in the sights and sounds. Or this one, which is tricky for me, but I've found when I do it, it's incredibly helpful. Perhaps it's a silent car ride. No radio, no podcasts, no music. Just listening to your own thoughts, which I realize can often be terrifying, which is why many of us avoid it like the plague. But once you go into silence long enough, there's some interesting things to be found there. Maybe you need to hear your worst nightmare. Maybe you need to know what's kicking around in the back of your mind. Maybe it's journaling. Taking the time every morning or evening or at midpoint in the day and writing down your thoughts, your Moments of pride, your moments of fear, things you're excited about, things you're nervous about, just jotting down things to be grateful for. Or maybe it's a hobby. And in the idea of hustle and side hustle, we've really bastardized the idea of a hobby. Now, if there's something that you're passionate about, if it's playing an instrument or baking, now when you do it, the next phase is, okay, how can I monetize this? How can I sell these cookies? What can I do to jar this salsa and sell it? Am I good enough at the guitar now to, to record an album? What if we just used hobbies to pique our interest or make us smile or turn off the noise in our brains for just a little while? Can you imagine? Or maybe it's exercise, maybe it's moving your body and sweating, but then here again is another trap of culture because the exercise can quickly become, I need to look a certain way, I need to fit a certain size, are my abs showing yet? And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not necessary. What if we just moved and sweat and lifted our heart rate for the sake of feeling more alive? It's a possibility. 
So no, we no longer have tube televisions and we no longer need test screens at the end of the night to set up for the next day. But human beings are still analog. We still need to recalibrate and refocus and we still have to do this manually. In other words, intentionally. So much beauty slides into focus when we're able to see all the rich texture and color of the human experience. But this won't happen accidentally. It must be part of daily scheduled maintenance. The truth is, we still need test patterns. Because at any point in our lives, we can stop and notice that this life is worth noticing. It's worth enjoying. It's worth taking in. It's worth seeing in rich technicolor. It's all in the art of paying attention. And right here would be a great place for a sponsor. But the truth is, as of right now, you are the only sponsor of this show. So if you like what you heard, share it with someone, review us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star raving review and help us move up the ranks so other people can find the show. And also, jump over on Facebook or Instagram and find us at The Attention Collection because there, things get a lot more interactive. And I would love to hear your thoughts, your insights, and know what it is that you are paying attention to. Until next week.